welcome to the Diary of a Sales Expert podcast. My name's James White, and I'm on a mission to help business owners and sales professionals all over the world get incredible sales results. So thanks for listening, and let's get started. What are the most common mistakes that business-to-business salespeople make? And there are five of them that I think happen too often that are absolutely hurting you from winning the business that you want. And I'm going to use this podcast today to talk about them and how you can make sure you don't do these things to get the results you want. And if you don't do this, carry on failing. It's not my issue. I don't want you to be in that place, but you will carry on failing if you don't stop doing these five things that are literally sabotaging your business. So what are they? The first one is this. People are chasing the wrong type of leads on a regular basis. I talk to too many salespeople who literally say, oh, well, I'll talk to this person here and this person here and this person here. And they are scattergun with their approach. It doesn't work. Your success, the great quote was given me once, success leaves clues. So if you are successful with two or three customers that you've already worked with, then guess what? Have a look at how you can do more business with similar people to them. Now, it may not be that they're exactly the same industry because you might have competitive issues, whatever, but look for the characteristics. Look for the common things that made those customers that you're working with the right type of people. And we'll come on to point number two in a minute, which will engage that. But focus on the right type of people that you are a good fit with, the people that you can make an impact with. Don't chase everyone and everyone, everything and everyone. Be something to someone. Um, business to business salespeople do this a lot. And the ones that do get results are able to really hone down and they know that they can work with a specific group of people or a specific group of, of markets or a type of company or in a type of area where they get specific results. Chasing the wrong leads will waste your time and will literally send you into frustration and overload and and, and despondency, and I don't want that to be the case. So the first thing is this, don't chase the wrong leads. Chase leads that make sense for you. Second thing is this, don't ignore your existing customers. And the reason I mentioned that it was linked to the first point is your existing customers are your best friend. Why are they your best friend? They are going to tell you about, you've A, you've already sold a solution to them and they will tell other people hopefully about you and become case studies and testimonials for you. But make sure that you're showing the impact. People buy impact, they buy outcomes. And if you've got people that are your existing clients that you can utilize and bring into conversations that you're having with future clients that will testify for you and talk about how great you are, it is gold dust. So not only is it gold dust to help you win additional business, but it's gold dust because what it also does, if you then go and buy them coffee, buy them lunch, whatever, afterwards, you can dig into their world, find out a bit more. What are the other challenges they're frustrating with? What else is getting in their way? Because guess what? There may well be additional business that you can do with them, or they may give you insights that you can then use when you're talking to other prospects similar to them that they, you've gleaned from that conversation. So treat your existing customers like your best friend. Sales doesn't finish when we sold the service. That should be our job to continue that relationship on and getting those people wanted to tell other people about us and be act as that testimonial. So make sure you look after them. Let them be the source for you to learn more about their industry and what's going on and to help you in additional business. Point number three is this, and I see this all of the time. Absolutely pees me off, in fact, because I get so many of them on LinkedIn that literally pitch too early in the process. They go into a sales conversation thinking that they've got to tell people about how great they are. If I had a pound or 10 pound in the last two years for literally how many people have pitched too early to me on LinkedIn, I would have probably at least 20 grand. 
I literally get pictures all the time. We we do this. We are great. Can we sell you this? Can I offer you the service? Go away. I don't want to hear about you pitching to me straight away. It doesn't work. What you do need to do is to go into the process and start adding value and make me intrigued and make me curious, make me think you understand my position, make me think you've done some research about me, make you think that you've absolutely got what I'm trying to do or what someone in my position might try and do and make me then think, okay, am I open to having a little look and sharing some value? Yes. But when you pitch too early in the process, you puss, you piss people off and you put them off. You know, you wouldn't go into a date with someone on the first date you met with them and to then say, do you, you know, do you want to go and have kids right now? Most people would probably say, go away, leave me alone, you're an idiot. So why do you do it with sales? It doesn't work. It makes you look an idiot. And it only happens because you're lazy and you haven't done the work earlier in the process that you need to. Pitching too early, you can never, not never, you can very rarely, maybe one in 10, maybe one in 20, one in 20, I'd say, uh, you can win business with straight on the dot. The reality is you literally are going to be in a position where if you pitch too early, you're going to stop the chance of winning business. But if you literally take that time to get to know them, build that rapport, build that relationship, you've got a better chance to then do business with them in time. But when you pitch too early and you try and, you know, you wouldn't try and cross a six lane road by running straight from one side to the other, you get mown over. Don't try and do it with, sales, with, with the customers you work with. Bide your time, understand that there's a time and place it comes to pitching. So point number four is not asking the right questions. And, 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 and not probing underneath the surface. There is a video on my YouTube channel around laps, listen, ask, probe, summarize. Salespeople do not ask the right questions and they don't dig beneath the surface. And, and if you do this, if you literally ask dumb questions, you'll get dumb answers. I have salespeople asking questions with, do you have an issue in this area? No, I don't. That's a dumb question to ask. Or they'll ask a question and they'll say, someone will say, you know, tell me a bit about what you're looking to achieve. Oh, I'm struggling in this area. Okay, well, let's talk about our solution. No, what you should be doing is, oh, what's what's been happening there? How What's happened in that situation? What What's causing those struggles? How's that impacting you? What's been the implications of that? Tell me a bit more about what has that affecting you and your life, blah, blah, blah. We dig and we probe and we peel beneath the surface of the onion. Or someone, I always used to say, and it's a bad example, but we pick the scab. It's our job to pick the scab and to, to pick underneath it so that we find the true pain. And you know if you've got a scab on your leg, and you're imagining this now, I know, and you've got a scab there, and sometimes you pick it and it's too early, and you know, horrible subject, apologies if you're eating your lunch but or dinner, but you pick it too early and it feels pain. We're looking for that with our prospects. Prospects and buyers move from positions of pain to positions of where they want to be. And that's when they buy things. They don't buy things when it's just nice and comfortable. So you've got to ask those right questions. You've got to get beneath the surface to understand what's going on. And people say, oh, well, it's business to business. They don't buy emotionally and whatever. Bullshit. They do. They buy emotionally. People still buy a solution because they're the person that's got the task to, to solve that problem given to them by a manager or given to them by if they're a chief executive by the stock market. It's their job. They still buy things that solve pain points. So focus on understanding them and getting beneath the surface. And then when it comes to questions at the right time, maybe not meeting one, maybe meeting two, just ask the right questions so that you qualify them effectively. Too many salespeople spend time chasing people that are never going to go anywhere because they haven't asked the right questions around what's driving them to make a decision. What timescales are they working to? What, what are the issues around budgets and money? And where are the figures around what they can afford and what can't they afford? And where do they want to invest? We've got to ask the right questions in the right way to be able to know whether this is a person that's going to be able to work with us. If you sell a service for £40,000 and yet your budget of your buyer 
or the prospect is, or the, the person that you're engaging with is find spending £10,000 difficult, they ain't never going to buy your solution unless something miraculous happens in their world. People always say, oh, well, they'll find money. Yeah, they'll find money, but they've got to be in the right area. Hence why I go back to point one. They've got to be the right type of person. They're not suddenly going to create 40 grand from their backside and give it to you. It's just not going to happen. And it's our job in sales to pre-qualify that and to know it. And if it means that we're engaging with someone that maybe is on the line, they might be able to, to buy it, but they just need to find a bit more money for it or to find another spot in the budget, we can go and do that. But if they literally have no hope of doing it, then actually you're better to know that sooner rather than later so you can move on and direct them in the right solution. Otherwise, you're wasting their time and you're wasting yours. So those are my fourth point. By the way, I say in this passionately because I do care. I care about you guys getting the results you want and being successful. But I just see these mistakes all the time and I just think, why? Why are you doing it? It's just daft. It's stupidity. And it's painful because you get to the end of the month and nothing's changed. The number in your bank balance hasn't changed. Whether it's you as a business owner or as a commission check. And I want it to be different. And the fifth one is this. You don't collaborate with other departments. There's this thing that sales is sort of this, you know, where there's macho people and we've got to be the, you know, the, the, I always say to people, salespeople are the strikers in a, in a football team. They're the ones that score the goals. They put the goal in the net. But most strikers understand they need a really good midfield and they need a really good defense in order to still win the game and to be successful. So look at your marketing team and look at your service team and work with these people. Be collaborative with them. Don't see yourself as being some sort of superior being to them and they don't matter. Talk to your marketing team about the type of content of value that you can use, that they can create, that can help them showcase and, and, and talk about the problems that your audience are facing. They'll have ideas. They'll be creative people in that company, that area, that can then maybe help you showcase that information in a different way. Or maybe your customer service team might tell you about other challenges, other problems that people in the industries that you're trying to talk to are facing. So it gives you that insight to then go and add value to the buyer. You can say, we know people are having challenges in this and this area. How can we overcome these? So collaborate with those other departments. Find out what's going on. I've even said to people in business-to-business situations, go and interview your CFO. Go, if he's on your side, go and have a conversation with him or her and say to them, what are the things that frustrate you? What are the things that stop you from making progress on deals? What are the things that actually would make you, you know, peak up your attention and prick up your ears and make you go, let's have a look at this. Look, collaborate and utilize the other people in your company to find out what's going on so that you can become better at what you do. These are common mistakes that I see salespeople make. And they don't need to be this way. Because actually, if you take the actions in the right way, you chase the right leads, and you engage your existing customers, and you ask great questions, and you don't pitch too early and build the rapport over time and work with other team members, you can be successful. We've got the opportunities to be that. But you don't if you make dumb mistakes and do the five things that I think you should avoid. So that's my points on that. If it's useful, great. Um, if it's not, then carry on being as you are. I'm not going to change you. The only thing you'll change maybe is one day you look in the mirror and go, I'm fed up with the results I'm getting. And if you are, you'll then come back to this mistake podcast and think, mm, maybe James was right. I am right, by the way. But anyway, so I always finish the podcast with a, uh, an inspirational story. And as you know, I sometimes share stories of new people and people in the past that have done things. And I want to share a story with you, a guy called Alistair Eckhart. And by the way, thanks to a guy called Damo, who uh, recommended a few of these inspirational stories. I'm always on the lookout for inspirational stories. So if you do um, think there's one I haven't shared in my podcast, please reach out to me on my social media, James White Sales everywhere, and share this inspirational story. It may be someone I've not spoken to or heard about want to share their story in, in, in the podcast. 
So Alistair Urquhart was a uh, was 22 year old and he was cap- uh, captured uh, in Singapore by the Japanese uh, and unfortunately he suffered huge amounts of endurance uh, sorry suffering a, a terrible prisoner of war camps he, he was absolutely uh, it was it was awful awful for him uh, and he literally was one of the people that you know had a massive issue around prisoner of war camps what he experienced was was just ridiculous he had no food for ages he was put into steel coffins you know that, that he literally his flesh began to rot he was he absolutely had this in orphan time um but one of the things that he talks about is when he met the king he he gave talks and experience and he talked and he said he wanted younger people to understand that that the one message that he could do is that they could come through any difficult challenge in their life and, and become where they want to be so when i think about tough times you know we all moan about things haven't gone our way someone's cut us up at the car in the car or we've had someone not turn up for a call just think about alistair urquhart and what he went through and maybe it will make you think actually what I'm going through right now isn't big compared to that person who came through that challenge and then was still focused on trying to inspire other people to, to really realize that anything is possible. So if you can focus on the positives of what you know someone like him can do to affect your day, affect your mood set right now, do it. He went through the worst time and came through it. Whatever you're going through now, whatever challenges you're facing, they won't be forever. Let's use these inspirational stories to get you through it and get you where you want to be. But that's the podcast for this week. I'll see you next week. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. If you have, please subscribe to the podcast. It helps us ensure more people can get the insights and ideas they need to get incredible sales results. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode.